From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, People Power Party Representative Bae Hyunjin is hospitalized and recovering after being attacked by a teenager wielding a blunt object. South Korea and other countries criticize North Korea's transfers of ballistic missiles to Russia at a UN conference on disarmament session. And the Ministry of Health and Welfare forms a pan-government council to reform the nation's adoption system. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. A teenager attacked a ruling People Power Party lawmaker on Thursday, sending her to the hospital with a head injury. The police apprehended the 15-year-old before admitting him to a psychiatric ward on Friday as rival political parties denounced violence against politicians. Daniel Che has more. Ruling People Power Party lawmaker Pei Eun-jin was the victim of an attack by a teenager on Thursday that sent her to the hospital and the perpetrator to a psychiatric facility. The TV broadcaster turned lawmaker was transferred to Suncheonyang University Seoul Hospital and had her bleeding wound stapled after being struck on the head 15 times with a blunt object during Thursday's attack. She remains hospitalized and is reportedly in stable condition. According to the police on Friday, the 15-year-old suspect, who was apprehended at the site of the attack, told investigators at the Seoul Gangnam police station that he had run into the lawmaker by chance and the attack was not premeditated. After the interrogation with a boy's guardian present, the police decided to admit him to a psychiatric ward in accordance with the law permitting forcible institutionalization of people with mental illness that pose a potential threat to themselves or others for up to three days. With the attack against a PPP lawmaker coming just weeks after main opposition Democratic Party leader Lee Jae-myung was stabbed, both rival parties condemned the attack on Friday, calling for an end to political hatred. PPP floor leader Yoon Jae-ok lamented the lack of change despite the attack on the DP leader, adding that the parties need to improve themselves before the vicious cycle of hatred destroys political norms. DP floor leader Hong Yi-pyo called the attack against Bae an act of terrorism, urging the authorities to take special measures to address the recurrence of such unfortunate incidents. President Yoon Sang-yeol also spoke out saying acts of terrorism against politicians who represent the public is tantamount to terrorism against the people. Pei, meanwhile, gave a statement to the police on Friday, demanding that the suspect be held accountable to the full extent of the law, discounting any consideration for leniency. Daniel Che, KBS World Radio News. South Korea and other countries voiced serious concerns and criticism of North Korea's transfers of ballistic missiles to Russia at a session of the UN Conference on Disarmament. Yoon Sung-mi, South Korean ambassador to the UN office in Geneva, told the session on Friday that the North's export of ballistic missiles is a blatant violation of the UN Security Council resolutions. Yoon said that this illegal transfer of weapons affects the security of the Korean Peninsula and the international community, vowing to closely monitor what is exchanged in the transaction. Citing the firing of hundreds of artillery rounds near the maritime border earlier this year, numerous ballistic missile launches in violation of UNSC resolutions, and threats of a preemptive nuclear strike or additional nuclear tests, Yoon said the North's actions do not facilitate the resumption of dialogue. Bruce Turner, ambassador to the U.S. mission to the conference, also expressed serious concerns about Pyongyang's ballistic missile launches at an unprecedented speed and its arms exports to Moscow. 
U.S. officials are reportedly warning of possible lethal military action by North Korea as the regime is ramping up its military provocations and rhetoric against South Korea. John Finer, Deputy National Security Advisor at the White House, told a forum organized by the U.S. think tank Asia Society on Thursday that North Korea is continuing to pursue a negative path. Daniel Russell, Vice President of the Asia Society and former Assistant Secretary of State for East Asian and Pacific Affairs, also said at the forum that North Korean leader Kim Jong-un appears intent on carrying out an attack beyond the 2010 shelling of Yongkung Island, calling for preparations for a possible shocking move. In his speech to the Supreme People's Assembly on January 15th, Kim called for a constitutional amendment to delete terms such as independence, peaceful reunification, and national unity from the document and educate the public to regard South Korea as the principal enemy. The New York Times on Thursday quoted multiple U.S. officials as saying that there is a possibility that Pyongyang will take lethal military action against the South in the next few months after adopting a hostile policy stance. The Ministry of Health and Welfare announced on Friday that it has formed a pan-government council on the reformation of the adoption system. The council was formed to prepare for the implementation of the revised Special Act on Domestic Adoption as well as an international adoption law to be enacted next year that both contain provisions placing more responsibility in adoptions with the central and local governments. The consultative body is headed by the Director of the Office for Population Policy at the Ministry of Health and Welfare and includes relevant ministries such as the National Court Administration, the Ministry of Justice, and the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Aside from federal agencies, local governments, related organizations, experts, and adoptee and adoptive family organizations round out the panel. President Yoon Song yils approval rating dropped for the second consecutive week. According to Gallup Korea's survey of 1,001 adults nationwide between Tuesday and Thursday, 31% of respondents positively assessed the president's handling of state affairs, down one percentage point from a week earlier. The approval rating fell for the second week after slipping from 33% during the second week of January. 63% of the respondents negatively assessed the president, up five percentage points from the previous week. The pollster said the percentage of respondents who cited the controversy surrounding First Lady Kim Gunhee's acceptance of a luxury bag as a gift and alleged stock manipulation as the reason for their disapproval jumped 7 percentage points on week to 9%. The survey had a confidence level of 95%, with a margin of error of plus or minus 3.1 percentage points. The Han River froze for the first time this winter on the back of a bitter cold wave this week. The Korea Meteorological Administration said on Friday that frozen ice was observed 100 meters upstream on the second and fourth piers of the Hangang Bridge, the official observation points for freezing on the river. Despite the recent cold wave, this winter is considered warmer than usual, with the freezing of the Han this season coming 16 days later than usual and 32 days later than last winter. Meanwhile, the cold will gradually ease starting on Friday, with Saturday's morning lows in Seoul at minus 5 degrees Celsius, while the entire country will range between minus 11 degrees Celsius to 1 above, 1 to 3 degrees higher than Friday. South Korea managed to reach the second round of the Asian Football Confederation Asian Cup after securing a 3-3 draw with Malaysia on Thursday. The national football team, led by head coach Jurgen Klinsmann, finished second in Group E after the match against the 130th-ranked Malaysia at Al Janoub Stadium in Doha, Qatar. 
The team wrapped up the group stage with five points, having defeated Bahrain 3-1 and then drawing Jordan 2-2. Bahrain finished first with six points after beating Jordan 1-0 on Thursday. The Tegu Warriors will advance to the round of 16 to face Group F topper Saudi Arabia next Wednesday. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index gained 8.22 points, or 0.33% on Friday, to close the week at 2,478.56. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also rose, gaining 13.50 points, or 1.64%, to close at 837.24. On the foreign exchange, the local currency weakened 0.51 against the U.S. dollar, closing the day at 1,336.31. <laughs> And that's the news from KBS World Radio's New Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.